0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome to Auto Correct, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, the Lady Auto Mechanic, with the Lady Auto Mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Allison, we need you to help us learn mechanic speak we're gonna talk today about how to speak to your mechanic first off we want your help on uh, your suggestions on how to find one how to learn about your car how to gather information to give to the mechanic how to feel comfortable at the shop what to expect from an estimate and what to do before you leave this shop not too much information, just everything you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. We have talked before, and a number of people have said, you know, how do I find a mechanic? And what is what is your suggestion on finding a mechanic?
2: One of the, the my favorite ways to look for a mechanic is to look for an independent shop and one where... The mechanic owns the shop primarily. If you can, if you if you're able to establish a relationship with the shop where you can speak to the mechanic and he's also the owner, the service writer, that's a ideal situation. Or one where their shop foreman is uh, very knowledgeable about car mechanics. But the smaller independent shops. Are tend to be more passionate about what they're doing. Uh, they're very knowledgeable. They're working on many different things, versus a dealership where they work on one kind of car and that's the only problem they they deal with. And they're usually dealing with not a lot of hard stuff like the independent shops are. Um, so that's one way, one thing to look for. Another thing is. Um, these days you can use Facebook and look up shops and see if they have Facebook pages and see if they have reviews on there. Um, I have reviews on my Facebook page and uh, comments and that sort of thing and it, that my customers have made about me. And um, that's that's one thing that can help. Not all shops have an active facebook page but these days a lot of places do so that's a, another way to look for a good shop and get some reviews um, another way is to ask friends and family if they have a mechanic that they have been using and that they trust right. uh, and um, that they can recommend to you that's another really good one on um, and a good way to um, find out about recommendations for a good mechanic for your car.
1: Man, you have hit that one out of the park. You have really gotten us on a great start for how to speak. Mechanic, how to uh, learn how to talk to a mechanic. We would love our listeners to call in if they have questions about finding a mechanic or speaking with a mechanic. But this also is just a way to steer you in the right direction if you have questions about your vehicle. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. All right, Allison, next on our list that uh, I've uh, compiled that I'd like your help with is uh, tell us uh, the benefits of going with an independent mechanic.
2: The benefits are, are amazing. Um, it's it's- you get a, a relationship with someone where they get to tell you what's going on with their with your car directly. They can explain it to you. They can also show you actually what's going on. You can go and, and while the car is up in the air actually look at what the problem is. Um, shops that I've used in the past before I became a full-blown mechanic, they would let me come in and look and see and show me what the actual problem was, that's um, a very telling sign there that you have a a good, honest mechanic that's showing you what's going on. And uh, if they don't let you in the shop and they kind of keep you in the blind and they really don't tell you much or give you much information, then I I don't like that. I don't like it where they kind of like, oh, well, we've got it. We'll handle it. We'll fix it. And they don't really tell you what's going on. They should tell you and explain it to you. Whether you're a man or woman, uh, explain it to you to the best of their ability, regardless of what the repair is. Even if you don't really understand it, they need to try to help you understand what's going on. I know I've always done that with my customers, even though I know they don't understand. And a lot of time, my customers would tell me, don't worry about it, just, just fix, fix it, whatever. I trust you to do it. But I think it was because I was trying to explain to them every little detail of what we were doing and what the process was to get the repair fixed. And I I think that helped a lot.
1: When I was doing some research on this, one suggestion on why to use an independent mechanic is that they don't have that national chain to fall back on. Their reputation is from their work, and people come to them through word of mouth or because they are repeat customers, they don't just look through well you can't say look through the yellow pages anymore that shows how old i am that you don't just rely on going to a national place because you've heard of that before an independent person really has to uh, have the goods or
2: people aren't gonna
1: patronize that business
2: that is so very very true Uh, we don't have the advertising budget we we don't have the um the networking ability that that big big ones do and and uh Goodyear Firestone are examples of your chain mechanic shops and I've, I've just I've, I've heard horror stories with them so I always recommend trying to get an independent shop that like you said Liz they they're fighting for every customer and they're trying their best to to get referrals and recommendations because we live off referrals and rec- recommendations. I actually haven't advertised in years because of referrals and recommendations from my work and from doing the radio show has helped too. Um, having that as as part of my repertoire that people just love that and um, so that is a big big deal. That something to notice the difference between. Chain and corporate shops and independent, and and it's pretty easy to tell the difference. Independent shops are smaller, um, less staff. They um, they're uh, you can ask them. Ask them. Are you a corporate chain mechanic shop? Is this corporate owned, or is it locally owned? Um, Car Care Clinic is a locally owned chain. So that's a little bit confusing with that, but that but they are locally owned. You can you can send an email to the owner and get a response, or you can you know request uh, talking to them personally if you need to. Um, you, you know, so that's a little bit of a different uh, different type of independent shop. That so there are locally owned chain shops. Uh, Rick's Pro Truck has multiple locations. That's another example of a chain shop. Um, we used to have Uptown Tires, uh, Upton Tires, excuse me, that had multiple locations. But um, I think they sold out of the business or retired or whatnot. But that was an example, too, of a locally owned chain shop and, versus your, your big chains who actually are corporate owned. Allison, you
1: started out with MPB on our Wednesday 9 a.m. DIY show, Fix It 101, also heard Saturdays at 9 a.m., and... What they like to say is that if you need a contractor, he better be—he should be busy and not be able to get to you right away because then that means he's reliable and he's got a lot of clients. If you want a mechanic, you might need to find one that can't take you immediately because then uh, that shows he's got a lot of work and he's got a lot of people who rely on him. Her,
2: <laughs> them. I like that. I like that. I would say that's true. Um, at our shop, we're we're generally we're pretty busy, and we're by appointment. Um, primarily by appointment. If you walk in and you haven't set an appointment, if we're not busy at that moment, then we can take you in. But most of the time, we have to say let's. Pick a day that's good for both of us and, and go from there. So I would say that that is um, primarily true. Unless they're a, a very small time mechanic, that's um, for a mechanic shop, that's, that should be primarily the case. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and it's the same situation as the contractors.
1: We'd love for you to send your email questions to us, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about how to speak to your mechanic, but also taking your repair questions. Is your car under recall? We've got the list of them. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Autocorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gilm. If you want even more Autocorrect, please find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Autocorrect is also heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. We talked a bit ago about finding a contractor that they have on Fix It 101. Remember, Fix-It 101 is on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 9 a.m. Now, there aren't any recalls again. I guess with the change in administrations, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is not issuing any recalls just yet. So you can go to their website, N H tsa.gov slash recall. Put in your VIN number and find out if your car has a past recall. You can also download the Safer Car app to put your information in and that will let you know when there's issued a recall. But they do have a suggestion an advisory. They would like Tesla to issue a recall for the media control unit For their 2012 through 2018 Model S sedans and the 2016-2018 Model X SUV, there's a touch screen uh, that uh, people are having some trouble with. But we've got some calls to go to. Allison, let's find out what uh, Curtis has got to say. Curtis is on the road, so be extra careful. But thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question?
5: Yes, I have a uh, 2016 Ford Mustang and I took it to the tire shop. Uh, They said I had inner wear on my tires. So I had the tires rotated and I had a front end alignment. So after I uh, had the tires rotated, I started noticing vibration when I get to like 60, 65 miles an hour. So... I went and bought a whole new set of tires, thought maybe that was the problem. It's still shaking around 60, 65 miles an hour, but it only happened after they rotated the tires, the old tires that I had with the front end alignment. So I was just wondering what, what you think that might be.
2: You may need to get another alignment. It, the old tires may have thrown it out of alignment, um, on the back end of it, maybe, or they didn't balance. Excuse me, they didn't balance the tires um, correctly. Maybe the machine was out of whack a little bit, or something like that, and maybe have the tires rebalanced. So you you have two options basically. You can go back to the tire place and let them know what you just said that it's it's you're getting shaking in the car at around 65 miles per hour which is kind of a quintessential balance issue um or you can go ahead and get another alignment done a four wheel alignment done and see if that fixes the problem but they um they should do a balance, a rebalance for you for no cost also. What tire shop did you use?
5: Well, I actually used Walmart. I, I ordered the tires through Walmart. Uh, they're Goodyear tires when I had Walmart to put them on. Okay. Um,
2: okay. Well, Walmart, um, I... I've never really been just head over heels for their service. I like to buy their products. Like, I've bought batteries from them uh, because their batteries are the cheapest around. They may not have as long as warranty as other batteries, but they're good enough to get by. Sometimes you can get a car battery for around $45, 50 depending on the vehicle. And, um, and then their services as far as mounting and balance tires is probably pretty affordable, I imagine. But maybe their balancer was out of whack. Or the, they tend to hire people who know nothing about cars and kind of throw them out there with not a lot of pay. Hard hours and that sort of thing, and maybe they didn't do the best job balancing it. So it's possible you might want to just take them to another place to have them balanced and go ahead and pay for that uh, cost to have them rebalanced. Um, taking okay. them off the car and taking them up there, will save you a little bit of money too if um, if you want to do it like that. But
5: okay, so, so uh, you would so it would be uh. In. The lower arms, or anything like that, or the, the shocks, or anything like that?
2: That call cause shaking at 65 miles per hour? Yes. Um, they would have found that on an alignment if they, if they saw a problem because they're right there moving that stuff around to get your alignment correct. So. Okay. So they if there was a problem there they, they should have verified it there. But when you when you go to get this done or whatever, they they need or or you can do it like this, you can take it to the shop and tell them this is what's going on and have them start from scratch on checking everything out, doing an alignment or a balance. But you probably need a rebalanced is what it, what it mostly sounds like. And, and then you never got them realigned after getting the all-new tires. Usually you want to get an alignment after getting uh, new tires, with, especially with them worn the way that yours were on the cars. So that, that's something that you might want to strongly consider to fix the problem.
1: Curtis, thanks so much for calling in. I hope you can either get satisfaction back where you got the alignment or back where you got the tires or uh, start afresh and get someone else to help you. But we appreciate you calling in. Let's move to Woodville and go to Randy. Randy, thank you so much for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison?
6: Well, my comment is about uh, knowing who your mechanic is. And this is kind of inverse of what y'all were talking about. Often it's good for a mechanic to know who their customer is because customers get older, they get dementia and stuff like that. I uh, was a marine engineer for thirty years, and I just fix stuff on the side. And I've never had to advertise at all, but a lot of my customers are older, and they have issues of uh, you know physical and elderly issues, uh, and it's important dealing with uh, the, somebody you know and can trust, and, and that if you're a mechanic yourself, you can turn right around and say, well, you know, you forgot that uh, I already repaired this, or this is going on, or that's going on, and your mechanic knowing who their customer is is like gold in the bank, and that's really all I have to say
1: randy i just love that i I think it's a it's good for all of us to remember to take care of each other Uh, see something say something and i appreciate that you sharing that with us
3: all right
6: thank
1: you let's go to tom in gulfport tom thank you so much for calling into autocorrect today what's your comment or question for allison
3: Well, uh, first of all, this is a great show for everybody. I really think it's valuable. And I wanted to share two specific points. One is everyone should keep records of all repairs done to their car, either in the glove compartment or at home. But keep all the records who did what, when. That helps you remember when you're talking to a mechanic on what was done. The second comment is go to YouTube. And sit there and t- and ask your questions and search for car advice. Now, may I mention the name of my favorite online YouTube uh, mechanic? Please do. Oh,
2: absolutely, I have some favorites
3: too. Oh my gosh, it's called Chris Fix. C-H-I-S. R I S. Isn't he great? Oh, he's just great. Absolutely. He's, he does all the details. He does everything from taking your car apart to to waxing it and cleaning it. But he does it clearly and efficiently, and he doesn't over-advertise. Uh, he's not trying to sell you everything, and that's important. So people should be informed and keep track of work that was done in their car before and never be afraid to, to uh, talk to a, uh, a chauvinistic mechanic because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. <laughs>
2: Thanks,
1: thanks, Tom. We'll put a link to that YouTube channel for Chris Fix on the information for this show. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Allison. You have talked before about mechanics with a passion. Remind us what you think.
2: Um, it's basically they're car nerds, or they're just they're fanatical about it. Um, there I mean as much as someone can be passionate about painting or being a doctor or any line of work out there or or hobby, people are actually passionate about mechanic work and um, I work with my mechanics in my shop are very passionate about work. I'm, I met another mechanic recently who's very passionate and proud about. The work he does. And the work that a mechanic does is very, very hard. A lot of times people don't have much respect for it until they actually have to do it themselves on their car. And then all of a sudden they shift views on it and they realize how very, very difficult it is to be a mechanic. It's it's definitely one of the harder fields out there. Um, Perhaps harder than most out there Uh, it's backbreaking work it takes a lot of um cerebral thought processes on making sure that you put these cars together and correctly after taking them apart and remembering where everything goes just a lot involved in it so so to be passionate about something like that um is uh i wouldn't say it's widespread in the in the community, but when you find them, that mechanics that are passionate about it and know their know their work well, then there's nothing like that. That's you truly got someone that's worth um, sticking with. I have worked with people who literally were not passionate about mechanics at all. They just did it as a job because they knew how to turn a wrench. I wouldn't say that's the kind of person that you want working on your car. You want someone who's upbeat excited about working on your car and um that you can feel their enthusiasm about it and that's that's the kind of person you want working on your car our email
1: address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org we're getting allison's advice on how to speak to a mechanic but that's just between your car repair questions What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
4: The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
3: Contractor, ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself? Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.
1: Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can also click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy. Thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturday at 11 a.m. You know, when that Tupelo Car Museum went out of business, Allison, it was interesting to see, you know, who bought the cars and and what there all was to sell. Well, there's another auction tomorrow, and, I'm sorry, Friday the 22nd and Saturday the 23rd Rick Trugwa, Uh, I'm saying his name all wrong, he he opened Muscle Car City 14 years ago, and his whole collection is going to be auctioned off. It's a museum 100 miles south of Tampa. He's considered one of the best collectors of General Motors cars in the world. It has 80 Corvettes of every generation. Ooh, he even has a 2020 C8 with is uh, less than 300 miles on the odometer, and uh, lots of different car, lots of different muscle cars. If someone's interested in going to the auction to purchase. We've got lots of calls to get to. First, let's go to Gary, who has called in from Ocean Springs, or Holly Springs, (laughs) different springs. (laughs) Thanks, Gary, for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question?
0: Uh, First, for my question, comment on Curtis's about his alignment. Uh, I use the same alignment shop I've been using for 23 years. Their alignment specialist was there the first time I went. And he's still there. Uh, point is, if you use a cut-rate alignment shop, you're going to get a cut-rate alignment.
1: There you go. Pay pay me now or pay me later.
0: Yeah, I, I could tell you the name of it if you want, or I don't know about advertising. So.
1: Well, go ahead. Let's, who do you suggest, Curtis in Holly Springs?
0: Bahalia Tire and Battery in Bahia, Mississippi.
1: All right. Well, I, I'm i glad they've treated you right. So what's, oh, yeah. uh, would you have another comment or question for
0: Allison? Uh, yeah. On antique car tags, it's not a mechanic question, but are they restricted use or is you use the car full-time?
2: No, you use the car full-time.
0: Okay. So I've got yeah. This a regular,
2: regular, regular everyday vehicle. It's just that all of a sudden it's old enough to be considered an antique, and you get that discount on the tag.
0: Yeah. Well, one of my vehicles 25 this year, and the other one is 24. So uh, I drive older vehicles. I can work on them myself.
1: Way to go, Gary. That's, uh,
0: that's awesome. All right. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank
1: you. We appreciate you calling in. Let's now move to Natchez and talk to Francis. Francis, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Allison?
7: Thank you for having me on this morning. Uh, my uh, question is, I've got a 1997 Dodge Ram, a 5.9 liter engine, and I've replaced three fuel pumps. And unfortunately they're in the tank and there are no inline filters nowhere uh, is there some kind of additive uh, that I can add that, that would clean that filter um,
2: not that I know of <laughs> um, that, what I would do is uh, have your tank cleaned perhaps the tank has gone bad and it's got a bunch of stuff that's clogging up the fuel pump filter so before replacing the fuel pump next time or before you have to have that tank dropped and take it and have it relined on the inside and cleaned out and everything and see if that keeps you from having to replace that fuel pump again
7: okay uh, give it it how do you get it relined
2: uh, there are places that do that. Um, you'd have to look up and maybe ask around and find find a place a- around your area. Gotcha. But um, you just clean it out thoroughly, and and then there's a lining coating that's on the inside. That that coating is what will come off and come apart and clog up your fuel pump. So that can be replaced and redone and uh, maybe a restoration shop see if you find a restoration shop around i'm sure there are in natchez there's there's usually someone doing stuff like that somewhere that can do that for you
3: gotcha i'll give it a try
1: oh thanks francis we appreciate you calling in
3: all right thank you
1: Let's go to Morton and talk to Diana. Diana, thanks for calling in to autocorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison?
4: Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Um I have a actually I have one comment and a question real quick. Um, first off, as far as finding a mechanic, which you guys are talking about, I'd just like to put out there that um on on Facebook the the Let's Talk pages, like everybody, whatever city you live in, let's talk Brandon and Let's Talk Ridgeland. Um, I mean, people are more than happy to give their opinion. You go on there, you ask for recommendations, and you'll get. Yeah,
1: folks are not short on giving their opinion about what they like oh,
2: right. and what That's they the don't like. <laughs>
4: but, but the thing of it is, though, if you get like 15 people that all say the same person, you know, um, then you know you can kind of you can kind of start to filter out who's who's good, right? Excellent. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's so, a good will
4: get you on a, on a lead, but um, and ask them personal stories, too, personal experiences they've had. So um, that is just that personal little put in there for a comment. The question I have, um, I have a 2013 uh, Town & Country van, and it's doing this really strange thing, and it has been for a while, since it really since it got cold. Um, when I uh, start to go out – uh, at the beginning of the day and back my car up and you know, do like a three point turn to get up my driveway. And as soon as I start up my driveway, my, uh, my brake light comes on, on my dash. There's like, my, as if my um, parking brake was on. There's, abs- my parking brake absolutely is not on. There's no braking going on. And then if I don't do anything, I don't mess with anything, it goes off by itself. And then um, predictably, like on on this route that I take, as soon as I get onto the interstate, the same thing will happen again. The brake light will pop on. Again, no braking is happening. And then I don't do anything. At first it really freaked me out and and I tried to remedy the situation, but it just goes off on its own. And I'm just wondering if you had any idea why
2: it would be doing that? I don't know without um, what that is doing. It should have a code or something that is setting in the computer, and I'd have to get on a scan tool and read it and see if I can see what's going on um, with the brake system, and that would kind of give me an idea and point me in the right direction. That light comes on for a few different reasons. You can check your... Okay. Fluid level. It, it has to do with your brake fluid level also. Okay. Um, so check your fluid level. See now, you don't usually have to take the cap off. But it has a clear reservoir. Do you know where your brake reservoir is on your car? I do. Okay. Uh, don't take the cap off because it pulls water from the air and gets into your brake fluid but just look at the reservoir and see if your, if your fluid is okay. With those turns, maybe the fluid is getting low and you have a leak somewhere and it's making that light flash on and off. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, yeah, it, it comes on with your brake pedal being set on. Maybe there's something with the sensor going wrong with that. But it, it put it on a – have a shop, put it on a scan tool and read what's going on with it. And it should have some information about what's going on with the car in the computer, and then you can read it with a scan tool computer that they use at mechanic shops. To diagnose what's going on with it, and I want to um, let people know, this is a town and country. It's a Chrysler vehicle. It's a Dodge Chrysler vehicle. They're all the same Jeep, Dodge, Chrysler, now Fiat. Some Mercedes are are uh, all under the same roof as far as car companies go, and. So maybe you're having an electrical issue that's kind of weird because they they tend to have electrical issues and possibly something going on there. So that's Mm -hmm. what I recommend is is having it put on a scan tool. All right. Well, I sure appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Diana. We appreciate you calling in. Oh, Allison, I'm getting good at this job because when she said town and country, I said, that's just like my Dodge Grand Caravan, and we have talked yep. about the electrical issues. So it, yep. it could be something or it could be nothing. Or uh, I, I think you gave Diane some really great access to service, to, to, to things for her to check out. Let's go to a Leonard who's calling from Chicago. Well, that's great. Leonard, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today.
7: Yes, ma'am. Happy New Year's.
1: You too. What's going on with you and your car? What would you like to talk to Allison about?
7: Well, what I want to really talk to her about in the public Dad, uh, I'm in the classic cars when, when I was in Chicago, I was there I had a couple of them, and it's just like a pet or your mate. And I take it very, very, you know, seriously, but I had an 8.8 Cadillac like I was saving up for, for a real classic. And I love it, that car, just like you love a pay, pet or your mate. And uh these guys got me out of fifteen hundred dollars
1: oh someone' uh, someone bought it from you
7: No that's what people you know different mechanics say they, it was bank firing. oh and I took it to the shop but it wasn't Calais and I was out fifteen hundred dollars on guessing.
2: Did they fix the problem?
7: No, and I got tired of spending money, and I went to swell. If you have documentation
2: (laughs) on that, you can can, uh, get your money back possibly from taking them to court or talking to their manager or the owner of the shop and say, hey, I spent all this money to get this problem fixed, and it's not fixed. Either do something about it, or I'm going to contact the Better Business Bureau, or I'm going to you know, hire a lawyer and, and sue you or, or take you to small claims court?
7: Really, I didn't have time for that. At the time Go, I just moved from Chicago to New Orleans. Oh, okay. And what I did, I went, I took it to the Cadillac dealer. It was an 88 for deal. And he put it on the machine and everything, and After he put it on the box and everything, he said, Mr. Alexander, I'm going to have good news and bad news for you, which one you want. I said, well, go ahead and give me the bad news first. (laughs) He said all the money you have spent because I got all the receipts in the glove compartment. And what happened, he said, the good news is your problem is $250. We're going overnight you a brain box from uh, Detroit at GM. And we're going to pay the cost because I gave them all my bills. But they're me out of 1500 And at the end of the road, when I picked my car up after work, I picked my car up. And he said, it's got one more thing. I said, oh my Lord, what is going on now? He went in his mm-hmm. white tape, his scrub, and gave me a tear light. He said, you need a tag light on your plate.
3: <laughs> and they said,
7: they said, the best thing, is if I had a class that had a car over 13, 14 years old, uh, how old it is, I would take it back to the dealer. If you don't take it back to the dealer, you're going to be out thousands of dollars. that dealer can't tell you what's wrong with that car, you best to trash it.
1: Leonard, so, we appreciate hearing your experiences. You know, that's what we love about this show. We love hearing people's uh, experiences and, and what they have uh gone through i'm so glad that you found someone who you were able to trust and uh, you know uh, according to that bill we're going to talk about that in our next segment but we need to take our last break real quick we're discussing how to speak to a mechanic and taking your repair questions you can always send us an email Auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams it's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect this week we're driving the 2020 Ford Mustang with the EcoBoost turbocharged four-cylinder engine and it really proves you don't need a big powerful V8 to have a lot of fun produces 310 horsepower and 350 pound-feet of torque routed through a six-speed manual transmission truly a joy to drive and it wasn't that long ago that you needed a V8 to produce that kind of power best of all it gets 21 miles per gallon in the city 30 on the highway but it's also a really good looking car. Looks just as menacing and just as mean as the V8 powered cars. Interior is very comfortable. Got heated and cooled leather seats, a booming sound system, everything you'd want to have an enjoyable drive. And best of all, you don't have to pay a lot of money to get all that performance. Base price for a Mustang is under $27,000. This one, as equipped, $35,850. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to Auto Correct on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. As you've no doubt heard, listener support makes public radio possible. But here's something you may not have heard. Public radio stations around the country raise millions of dollars each year from the sale of donated vehicles. That's right, vehicles of all sorts. Whether they're running or not, they can be turned into support for public radio. Here's how to donate it to support this station.
0: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org.
1: This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE Certified. Allison, to close out the show, let's um, go back to some of our how to speak to a mechanic. I've really liked how a number of our listeners have specifically said, you know, this happens when I go 65 miles per hour. You know, this happens when I did it on my driveway. How important to you as a mechanic is it for a person to know about their problem
2: it actually helps a lot or if they have researched their problem i've actually had customers who helped me diagnose their cars or fix their problem because they had researched it and had youtube it or googled it and got on forums like we talked about and looked up their problem so for me i love it when my customer knows what i'm talking about um and is informed on their vehicle, so that goes a, a long way. Well, and
1: then to to know your vehicle, that goes to uh, one of our favorite tips: read your owner's manual. You you need to know what your car is capable of. You need to know what the lights mean. If your car has a light that comes on when your car does X, Y, or Z, you need to use the resources that you're given to be familiar with your vehicle right oh yeah you also hit upon uh, another one on my list when you talked about having a good feel of the shop if you are talking to the individual if you're someplace where the individual you're explaining the problem to isn't the mechanic they're the intermediary, and you've got to have a good feeling with, what do you call it, the service rider who you are explaining your problem to if they're not the mechanic.
2: Right. It, um, it, and they need to be just as passionate about the car as the mechanic is, and, um, and they are good ones out there. Now, um, it can be hard to tell whether you've got a good service writer or not. I used to work with a guy who was extremely charming, extremely upbeat, very, very nice, but he kind of kept his customers in the cold and kind of just uh, did his own thing and was a little bit of a shady guy when it came down to what he actually did. So it can be a little bit difficult to tell whether they're good or not. That's where it kind of comes down to getting referrals and recommendations and can you talk to the mechanic will they let you talk to the mechanic about a problem if you have a question and and straight up ask them can I talk to the mechanic about this if they don't let you then you know something's not right so you should be able to talk to the mechanic anytime that you need to about the car that that you, you need to be able to talk to who's working on your car and actually putting the hand own your car. So if they don't let you do that, then that kind of looks a little shady to me.
1: And Allison, I'll give you 30 seconds now to comment on our last two things. We need to remind everyone that when you get an estimate, first get an estimate, but it is an estimate. And then also when you get the bill, make sure you understand the bill before you leave the shop. What, uh, what would you like to comment
2: about? On um, getting an estimate, that's Um, they shouldn't do the work before they give you an estimate of how much they cost. I've heard of shops doing that or or different places doing that and then all of a sudden you have this high bill it happened to me once when I was really really young and uh, was first getting uh, car work done and they did this ridiculous thing and they didn't even do much and charged me this crazy amount and and, uh, at the time I was too young to do anything about it Uh, or or didn't know any better, but um, another thing is... Oh, wait, Allison,
1: we don't have time for another thing. That's got to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo. For helping us put on our show. And thank you, Allison Walker, Walker, that you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. Lots of cool photos lately, Allison. I'm Liz Gill. Join us each Thursday at 10 a.m. Central and each Saturday at 11 a.m. Central for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.